Time to bring in Randy Moeller here. He's your Florida Panthers television analyst. So, Randy, not exactly the result we were wanting to see last night. 5-4, to four, Tampa Bay uh, ended up beating our Florida Panthers. But it was a fast-paced game, and we should look forward to more uh, high-flying, exciting games like this for the rest of the series. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it was a very intense game, very competitive game. Uh, lead changes four times in, in that game, the, the first game. Uh, everything that the fans were looking for except the ultimate result, which was a loss. That was a heartbreaker for the Florida Panthers. But I'm just so happy the way that the game's being played and the intensity, the physicality. The fans were amazing at the BB&T Center uh, in game number one. There's a little over 9,000 people in the stands, but it sounded like there was 19,000. That's what type of atmosphere it was. You know, I had some friends from up north actually comment the same thing. They said watching that game was like watching hockey again. It was like being real with the crowd. So, Randy, what would you have liked to have seen uh, differently from the Panthers last night? Yeah, well, the number, number one thing is the Panthers, they, 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 and it's difficult to do. It's easier to say than, than to do. They have to stay out of the family box. The, Tampa Bay's got the best power play in the league, bar none. And once you add Stamkos and Kucherov on that power play, Kucherov hadn't played all season long. What a difference he makes. Scored two goals, got another assist, three-point night. Stamkos is always a threat as well. Panthers know what they're up against. It's difficult to do. There's so much talent on that five-man power play for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But So the Panthers, they're, they're going to make some adjustments. They'll make some adjustments on their penalty kill. And uh, and that's all. That's going to be the big thing. But number one is just don't give them the opportunity. And the Panthers didn't do that um, uh, in the first period, but then it got away from them. They, they, you want to be physical. You want to be aggressive. And the Panthers know that's a big part of their game. But you, you also have to be very smart, very disciplined, but not uh, take those foolish penalties. The old saying is you can always you can always kill the the good penalties that you take. It's very difficult to kill the bad ones. <laughs> um, so, Randy, you brought up Nikita Kucherov, who obviously um, first game of the season last night played excellent. Social media was a little bit upset about this, though, that he's able to rejoin the team now without him counting against their cap all year. Patrick Kane did this a few years ago on the Blackhawks. Is this kind of like a loophole that they're able to find their way through? I don't know if I'd call it a loophole. Um, Guys, my statement is, if there was something that was done wrong by uh, the CBA and the league rules, then the NHL wouldn't have allowed it. And so I'm going with that. The NHL does a great job of making sure that the teams run properly and they don't circumvent the salary cap. A lot of people have have, uh, have some pretty uh, strong... Uh, accusations uh, about what went on in Tampa this year with Kucherov missing the whole year and that. But uh, if the league, if the league is uh, okay with it, I'm okay with it. And uh, I, I, you know, I really don't have too much else to, to comment on that. So, Randy, you know, the Panthers are unfortunately going to be without Sam Bennett tomorrow night um, due to a suspension, and, and I feel like this is going to be a pretty big loss. Yeah, it will be. It will be. He's played so well and solidifies that second line sentiment. Kills penalties, plays on the power play, and, and the, the aggressiveness that he plays with, and the, the way he, he can win battles along the boards, and that. that's going to be a big hole for the Florida Panthers. But they've done it all year. They plug guys in, and it's almost that next guy up mentality. And they've done it. They've done it in the past. They've had success with for it uh, with it. But yeah, you take a guy of that stature out of your lineup, and uh, it's going to be noticeable. 
Randy, you mentioned about the physicality of the games. Uh, what it cons- with this uh, the, of the one game? I mean, I was telling Mike it felt like this was a game six, and now we're going to a game seven, and now we potentially have six more of these games. At what point do you are the players able to hold back and not realize that we can't get in a fight, we can't make any terrible penalties, there can't be retaliation because of the great power play that Tampa Bay has? It must be so difficult to walk that fine line of being physical, but at the same time not you know get, letting Tampa Bay have six power plays for the whole game. Yeah, and that, that's the key. There is a, it is a, it is a fine line. You have to be disciplined. Yet the Panthers, the, the the last thing they can do is take away their physicality and their intensity and their battle mentality. They've got that's the only way you can beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. You've got to outwork them. You've got to be physical. You've got to make sure that uh, the man-on-man coverage and keep those gaps close and uh, not give them the time and space. It's difficult to do. It's difficult to execute. But uh, the, the Panthers know that, and the, and the coaches will remind them that as well, that there is a fine line of, uh, of being aggressive, yet you can't just hand them power play after power play. We saw the results, what happened in game number one with the three power play goals that Tampa Bay uh, were able to secure. Other than that, the Panthers fared very well, five on five. Um, I thought they outchanced them, uh, and there was a lot of aspects of the game where they were the better team, but... Uh, we all knew, and that was when we we, when we opened up our, our television broadcast. We talked about it, special teams. If you allow them on the power play, they're, they're going to make you pay, and that's exactly what happened last night. And then the concern is that the officials who saw this game sort of go chippy, chippy, chippy at the end, seemed like every scrum, that people were putting uh, sticks in everybody's faces, that the next game they're going to call real tight, which then would go against, you know, what would have benefit Tampa and, and to the detriment of Florida. Yeah, uh, you know, I'll say this: the the, the officials are human. Um, they had a tough night in game number one. There's no doubt, and the NHL knows that as well. They had a tough night. Um, the the disallowed goal that the Panthers yeah. uh, should have been uh, awarded. That uh, you could tell. We play. We we had nine different angles. There was no goalie interference in that. Yeah, that was a missed call. And then there was a few of them that there was a there was a bunch of uh, liberties uh, taken, especially against Alexander Barkov, that normally would be called in the regular season, and for whatever reason, uh, they're not being called here in the postseason. I know it's physical, it's intense, and you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of rough stuff and pushing and shoving after the whistles and and that. But but when you're targeting uh, star players, the 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 NHL and the, and the officials, they they they, they, they know that they they've got to protect the star players and make sure that the cheap shots are called. So, Randy, more on the lighter side. So I'm watching the game, and my wife is very confused about things that are being thrown on the ice. So for someone who hasn't been a hockey fan very long or maybe just a, a real casual fan, could you mind explaining why Panthers fans throw rats on the ice? <laughs> well, it goes back to the it goes back to the 96 season when the Panthers, uh, before the playoffs, um, they were playing in the old Miami arena, and uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be uh, very uh, liberal in saying that uh, – there's a, there was a few rats that were in that <laughs> building, and, and one, one snuck into the Panthers' dressing room, uh, locker room, and came out in their locker room right before they were taking the ice, and Scott Mellenby uh, had his hockey stick in his hand and took a slap shot, and the poor rat um, uh, died at the, uh, <laughs> off the, uh, the bank of the wall. And, uh, and then and Scott Mellenby went out there and scored two goals, <laughs> And the Panthers won, and uh, so they called it a rat trick. And ever since then, it just caught on. Everybody, the fans were so amused by that 
all of a sudden, the next game, the Panthers win, and every time they scored, somebody was throwing a rat on the ice. And then one rat turned into two, turned into 10, turned into 50, turned into 4,000. <laughs> and then, of course, through the, uh, the, the playoffs um, of that season, every time they scored, the NHL clamped down on the Panthers and said, you can't, you can't do that anymore until after the game and that. But there was the odd rat that was thrown on the ice before uh, the end of the game last night. And that's just a tradition that, that's uh, started back in 96 here in Florida. I think it's great. The fans love it. Uh, they just have to be very careful because what can happen is if they continue to throw the rats, the Panthers will get uh, a bench minor and, and <clears throat> have to kill off another Tampa Bay power play. So they got, the fans got to show a little bit of discipline. But they, for the most part, they do. They do. And, that, and you see the Panthers all season long with 20 wins on home ice that uh, after every game, uh, when it's over and the Panthers win, the, the ice gets showered with rats. <laughs> so, Randy, game two is tomorrow night, 8 p.m. at the BB&T Center. If we'd like to book a suite, get a single-game ticket, how do we do that? Yeah, tickets are going fast. Uh, it was completely sold out last night, and it will be close to that again tomorrow night. But the best way is go on FloridaPanthers.com and, or call the puck line. There is... Uh, uh, sales reps, so we'll be working the phones all day tomorrow, Tuesday, or you can go to Ticketmaster.com. Limited seats are available, but they're, they're a little over 9,000 that they've allowed into, into the, uh, the BB&T Center. I'm sure they're going to be scooped up by game time. Randy Moeller, thank you so much for popping by here. I run sports.